Time now for the podcast you've grown to love. It's All That Ish. With your boy DJ Wig. The crew. That's right, you already know what it is. <laughs> it's your man DJ Wig, aka Amazing, aka To Be Amazing. It's African. I know, just deal with it. Deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got the crew up in here, but like, because we on, <laughs> because folks are on CP. <laughs> Folks, mm-hmm. the, time. the mm-hmm. crew is uh, of one as it stands right now. Dr. Brooks is all up on the show with us today, all up in the podcast. So, uh, Dr. Brooks, hello. How are you? Hooray, hooray. Dr. Brooks is in the house. All the way. Oh, this Dr. Brooks thing is about to be extra real because I'm really going to get it. Well, that's what's up. That's how, that's how it should be, though. That's how it has to be. But it's important that you understand that when... I do karaoke and I'm singing I'm Scoob Sweet Love. So Sweet Love. Sweet Love. Sweet Love. Uh, sweet Love. Okay. Hey, lady. Yeah, yeah. As long as you got it together, man. It's, <laughs> it's all the way legit, too. I don't even know why. I should be singing right now. It's shit. all the way. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> you got a theme song? No, not yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm like, I'm hold, hold up. I didn't know nothing about the theme song. Hold wait. Yeah, it's it's based on uh, Anita Baker. <laughs> I'm in love. Sweet love. You, you understand? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. It's, I, I, it's I, real. I'm following now. I, I got it. I got it. It's real. Don't, oh my don't God. give me a mic and lead the ladies around me. Oh, okay. That's... that's... <laughs> You know what? I you know what? Now that I think about it, I have witnessed. You know what I'm saying? Your, your prowess on the karaoke mic. If, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you. You know what it is. I'm like, I'm, I'm like this close to going on tour. I just need a lot of support. <laughs> what? I need support vocals. I need dancers. I need uh, a budget. And then I'll go. Oh, yeah, it seems like you, you need a lot of things then. Lots yeah, of stu- lots of stuff is needed. So I don't know. Okay, look, let's let's jump in because you can't <laughs> it ain't gonna just be dog up. Dr. Brooks on the show. <laughs> that ain't, <laughs> that ain't gonna be the whole show. Okay, cool. Look, last uh last podcast we did talk about generational wealth, and there are gonna be bonus episodes geared towards uh establishing some more ducats in the banks of uh, minorities and LGBTQ uh, plus members. We got we to gotta figure that out. You know what I mean? It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't bode well for folks just to be, uh, one, one group of folks just to be making a bunch of money. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so we are going to talk more about that on future shows. But on this particular show, um, there are a couple quick things that we want to talk about. Later on in the show, uh, I want to talk about LiAngelo Ball, his minimum, the minimum time he's getting. Yesterday, he played four minutes in the game, and he is by far one of the most notable players 
on the team. Some would argue, hey, he's not in the NBA per se, so why are we talking about a guy who's on uh, a G League team? But like I said, one of the most <laughs> notable players in the game right now. And, of course, uh, his, uh, his celebrity is followed by that of his brothers, who are both uh, NBA basketball players. Um, like I said, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Also, we're going to be talking about HBCUs and in particular about um, some of the things that are happening with uh, Howard University. Those mighty bison aren't looking so mighty right now. So that's something we're going to touch on a little bit later on the show. But for right now, there are two things that uh, gonna, we want to chop it up about. And that is uh, across the nation, there are businesses with help wanted signs uh, all over the place. Hey, just in trying to entice people to come to their establishments and work. Mm -hmm. Now hiring $15 right now. Come on in. We'll hire you today. All kinds of stuff. But uh, folks aren't going back to work. What, what's up with that? I mean, really? Uh, also, we're going to talk about minority businesses, uh, professionalism or lack thereof. Uh, just something to talk about. So, um I know the crew will be stepping in to the uh, stepping in all up in the show as they feel the need. Uh, but like I said, right now, Dr. Brooks is chopping up with me. I do have to give a quick shout out to both soul, uh, soul singer out there in Jamaica getting it in. Uh, rumor has it he's trying to get his groove back. But like I said, that's just a rumor. So who knows? <laughs> we don't know. Dr. Brooks, though, so glad you're on the show with me right now. You know, somebody's punctual. <laughs> But yeah, I know, right? But and the, who would thought it would be me? I'm <laughs> anti punctual. I always tell people, people say, You're not on time. I say, What time did I show up on? Well, I was on that time then, huh? Bam. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> on time, ridiculous. Hey, now the help wanted signs. I know you've seen it. Are you on, you're all the way on the west coast. Uh, yeah, but the Great Recession is everywhere and it's real. Speak, but let's 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 talk on that. Because I, I, for me, it's 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 interesting, but at the same time, I, I just don't I don't understand it. Help wanted signs everywhere, and nobody trying to work. So, I think everyone would have an opinion or a reason why they think that is, right? I took you off my earpiece. I put the phone on speaker. Um, well, I want to make sure you hear me when I go into my rants. Oh, gosh. Because I be on one. Oh, gosh. You know what I think the problem is? About 100 years ago, 80 years ago, give or take, Americans, and not even every American, Black Americans weren't really included in this yet, but we'll just say Americans, working class Americans, or better yet, labor negotiated with capitalist and government a social contract, okay? Okay. That social contract essentially said, I will work for a certain wage as opposed to a profit share in exchange for a certain level of benefits, a certain threshold of benefits. Okay. 
This included things like a 40-hour work week, working five days a week, getting compensated for overtime or working on Sundays or holidays. This included being allowed to have vacation time. This included being able to receive a pension. This included dental, medical, and then agreeing to allow your income to be taxed in exchange for Social Security and then eventually Medicare, Medicaid. Hmm. People agreed to work at certain levels of wages in exchange for guarantee that all that was there. This allowed for our system to, um, in the United States to be built, become robust, which became a vehicle for the rich to get richer. Slowly but surely since the 70s, all that has been getting peeled away and taken away. But the wage has stayed the same. So the people that agreed to work for a fixed wage in exchange for these guarantees, the guarantees is all but gone. But the wage never went up, so they didn't get to participate in profit sharing. Well, putting profit sharing and then and then looking at the actual wage uh, wages going up, wouldn't that be two different things, though? You could make that argument that, yes, they'd be. However, you have to take a look, and, and this is all going to be why people are leaving these jobs and not coming back. You think if, it has nothing if, to do with the pandemic that we, we, we're suffering through right now? Nope. The pandemic became the thing that allowed people to wake up and see what was happening. The, the pandemic just became the vehicle that allowed you to wake up and see what was happening, kind of like a big bang, so to speak. Explain to me how, let's take Jeff Bezos, and, and I'm up here in Seattle, and he's up here. I, I, I think everybody should be successful. But there's no way that Amazon should make the money that they make without their employees making really great money. Yeah, I get that. I get now nah, that argument. I, I I get that. Jeff Bezos got a divorce. I think his wife took like 30 something billion in the divorce. A chunk and a half is what she took. That's the technical term for this chunk and a half. Yep. And the following quarter, he made that amount of money back the following quarter of business via his company. Now, I understand some of it is based on stock valuation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that company grosses money. I'll look, I'll look it up. Um I'm trying to look that up right now. The reason I'm telling you that is because if you quit a business because they was paying you 15 or let's say they were paying you $10 an hour and you quit, what are you losing other than that little bit of money they was paying you? You're not losing a, a pension. You're not losing your medical or dinner coverage because they don't give it to you no more. Yeah. You're not losing vacation days. So you weren't getting them in the first place. There's no incentive for me to... First of all, there's no incentive for me to stay because I'm not losing those things. 
There is no, it's not an incentivized to be there. Minimum wage is still what? What is minimum wage? Did it go up to uh, to 15 now? Nope, it is 7.25 an hour. No, did it? Did, is it for real? Minimum wage, minimum wage has been seven twenty five for twenty years. Yes, but see, here's the thing: a lot of those help wanted signs is talking twelve and fifteen right now. But listen, twenty years ago, a house in a certain neighborhood might have been a hundred thousand. Now the house is three hundred and fifty thousand. So your housing costs went up almost four x. So the equivalent of pay at seven twenty five over a four year period to to go up four x puts it at thirty dollars an hour. That means even being compensated up to twelve dollars an hour, that's peanuts to an elephant. That's a drop in the bucket. And it can't begin to make up for how far behind the poor and the middle class have fallen. So there's no reason to go back. I, it'd be easier to go drive an Uber, you know? Don't start with the Uber thing. I know. I'm, Uber, I'm not, you know, just as long as I know, Uber is, is, is trash on top of trash. It's, tra- it's, it's trash. Yeah, what's the square root of trash? It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's terrible, but that's, a, I mean, that's another animal. But see... And I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but the 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 fallacy with Uber. Well, there's 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 two things for me that 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 kind of stick out with with Uber. One, it gives it, it it's it's pushed with the fallacy that you're your own business owner, you you're in charge, and and this that and the third. Um, and then the and then the the other the other thing is is you've gotten yourself a vehicle that you truly can't afford, and guess what? We'll help you pay for it. That's that's the the two things that are that that stick out in my mind. You got to have a vehicle that's a certain age. You got to go take that vehicle to go get checked out uh, at one of their uh, spots or one of the places that work with them. Uh, so you go, it gets checked out. They say, yeah, it's in good running order. This, that, and the third. Okay, so there's that. Uh-oh, we got uh, a call. It. Someone's jumped on the line. Looks like it's uh, Mr. Whiteman. Oh, this is great. Because this is, for me, this is right up his alley. Yeah, this is right up his alley. Uh, Mr. Whiteman, welcome to the show that we like to call all that ish right now. Just let me get, I'm going to give you a little bit of background. Right now, okay. we're, we're, we're talking about um all the help wanted signs that that are up and about people not taking uh taking jobs and so forth one of the things that dr brooks has uh mentioned is that uh people aren't incentivized they they have no uh stock in these businesses um and the healthcare they're not doing anything with healthcare or anything else so with that they are they're just they're just not coming back what say you well, I don't know what they could be doing for money because eventually, if you don't have a job, your savings are going to run out. If you have savings, so I, I don't know. If, but I know one thing this these help wanted signs have done for me is today. I saw some guy with a begging sign at, at the stop. 
right? <laughs> and I quickly did an assessment of this guy. He looks like he might be in his mid-40s. Physically, I didn't see anything wrong with him. Nothing. I'm <laughs> hey, here's the question that I have, Mr. Whiteman. Here's a quick, hey, here's a quick question. Yeah. Did he have a dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate I hate when they have an animal. It's like hey. it can't be that bad if you feed an animal. Hey, now, but in in no form or fashion are we bashing uh, uh, people in need or homeless people. Do not take that away from that show. But I, but you you bring up a good point. You got to look at folks and all these yeah. help wanted signs up. Yeah. Oh, come because, on. I didn't see anything physically wrong with him. No, I don't know what's going on in his head. But I, I, there was no way I could take money out of my pocket and give to him but with the situation that we're in right now. You could find something to do. In your assessment, why aren't people going back to, to these jobs? Uh, uh, well, for, I don't know where they're getting the money from, but I know that a lot of people were in jobs that they hated. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's a fact, you know, and and then another thing people have realized, some people have realized that they can do their job just as well from home. So that's a whole other subject, though, working from home and going into an office, you know. Um, now, Dr. Brooks, you saying you, you said that the pandemic had no real, real bearing on no substantial bearing. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but no substantial bearing on folks not going back to work. I think the pandemic exposed the fact that, number one, if the government has the ability to provide all these checks, then, and in many people's cases, the checks were significantly more than they made at their jobs. Yeah. yeah. If you spend 60 hours a week at a job, and you make X amount of dollars, then the government says, stay home. Here's twice that amount. Yeah. And you say, okay, you stay home, and you realize, I already hated it there. Yeah. Then that, And then they say, okay, it's time to come back. You're like, nah, I'm not going to come back. Because I realized, number one, you have the money to give me. But number two... I'm not making a, the exchange of my time for the money I get is not worth it. It's too much of my mental health, my emotional health, my spiritual health, and ultimately my financial health. I know so many people that are basically transferred to the gig economy and they're going around and uh, they got websites where you could come to my house and put their furniture together that they bought in a box from Ikea. Uh, and... And they're going to people's houses, putting the furniture together for two hundred fifty dollars or something like that. Okay, I I get that, and I and and I and I understand that. Okay, as far as the 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 government making these payments to people, uh, but I'll say this: that is is run is it's run its course. There's no more money to be given. Uh, a, another thing is the fact that if you that the pandemic has made it to where people having to stay at home have had to come up with other ways to make money. So they've, they've figured those ways out. And of course, yeah, they're making money via those means. I, I get that. Right. 
the thing you but said there's about- so much there's so many more complexities to it though if you stayed home let's say you're a, a single mother okay and there's a lot of single mothers and you stayed home and you didn't take your child to child care you would begin to realize that child care is eating a gigantic bulk yes of the money you make it work. I agree. You are literally working to pay child care. Yes. In many cases that 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 is true. And you're and so you're not raising your kids. The school district is raising your kids. Or the And yeah, they're raising yeah. them how they see fit. And many people are waking up saying, I don't like what the schools are even teaching my kids. And that's a whole nother ball of wax. But they're like, well you don't like what they're teaching. I'd rather just stay home figure out how to get on the government's rolls and get money from them because ultimately at the end of the day, I'm clearing the same amount of money, except now I get to be a loving parent. And you're saying that that's what's happening. That there's more incentive to behave that way than there is to go to work because there's nothing for you at work. Well, some the people, money you make at work is but, too minimal, but the checks that the government is giving out that could, that might be more than some people's paychecks, but some so many of the people who are not going back, mm -hmm. that that check is not anywhere close to what they used to make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, many many people that that haven't gone back, and I don't know what unemployment is. What three seventy something a week? That's that's nowhere near what they were bringing well, in. They're not even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th you know what it's. I, I in some form and fashion of it I'm 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 like okay cool people are understanding and uh and, and realizing their worth but let's just just let's just be be real about it in the job market there are some people whose time and worth is a little bit more than others I mean if that's if, true if you have a skill let's just let's not talk about college and and all these degrees and paperwork let's just talk about a skill if you have a skill and your skill is, I don't know, baking, right? And someone else doesn't have a skill, that baker's time and worth could arguably be more lucrative, more, more valuable, I should say, uh, than the person who can't, at least to a bakery. You, you see what I'm saying? To, at least okay. to a bakery, that but person's if, time is worth more. But we're blanketing, and by by us, I'm talking about the government is blanketing, saying, "Here, here's a check. Everyone, your time is not worth as much as mine." That that could be an argument. For argument's sake, let's just say. Uh, it. Th th but that's a tough one. I'm gonna tell you why I think I'm a, a tough damn one. baker. Let's just so, so there. But you ain't no baker. <laughs> you just saying that. <laughs> I bake the bread. Okay. So is a janitor at Amazon uh -huh. worth more or less than a baker? For Amazon? For Amazon. All I do, let's no, say No, 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 I I, I'm asking for clarification. For clarification, Dr. Brooks, are we talking about at Amazon? At Amazon? No, not, okay. No, 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 no. At the corporate headquarters. At the corporate headquarters. The janitor is. The, the janitor is. Yes. The janitor. Yes. That's right. Yes, the janitor. And he dropped out of high school in the ninth grade. And he, and he has a, a skill. He has a skill that is important to that corporate building. He has no education. It doesn't matter. He's just a janitor. 
the janitor is. That's yeah, that's my final it. answer. <laughs> yeah. So no no no. So this goes back to your uh, so your this goes back to your other point as far as having stock in a company. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to Pan, that company needs to go ahead and hook him up as the janitor and screw any kind of baker you got sitting out here looking for money. That company. You see what I'm saying? But what okay. did companies do? Companies sat around and because they were losing money, their profit margin was looking all crazy. They let people go. They sent people home. And now all of a sudden, those same people that they sent home because they were losing money, they want to bring back. And why do they want to bring back those people? Because they're losing money. But CEOs pay didn't drop. I know. So that is not the reality. All, that, that, that ain't all. That is not an issue at all. They were getting paid during the pandemic. They're getting paid with a bunch of people at work. They're getting paid with no people at work. They're getting paid. Their stuff's safe. How is it? All these signs are everywhere, and nobody's taking up these jobs because because the pay structure is so grossly messed up. It filters to every business. A CEO, once upon a time was making 10 to 20 times what the average salary was for their workers. Now they're like in the thousands. We literally just talked about this in one of my global poverty roundtables. Now they make thousands more than the average worker. Yeah. Their pay does not, de- when, thing, when they hit hard times, their pay don't decrease. And when they get removed from companies, they get golden parachutes because they <laughs> want to make sure that Everybody around them make sure that, hey, I want to make sure I get me a golden parachute when it's all said and done. And so there's no incentive for a worker to come back. There's just no, there's no reason. They don't, they just don't make enough money comparative. And we ain't even going to get into inflation and how the fact that their housing costs is significantly more than they make. People's pay just hasn't went up. And so I think a lot of people are like turning to hustlers. And that's what's really happening. (laughs) If you you work proper, if you go to job and and work proper, every dollar you get, you're going to pay Medicare. You're going to pay Medicaid. You're going to pay Social Security. You're going to pay federal income tax. You're going to pay state tax. And then on your way to and from that job, you're going to pay a tax on your gasoline. You're gonna be a tax when you buy food for um your for lunch. You're gonna be taxed to death off your traditional dollar, or you can go underground and barter or trade or work for or whatever and get a dollar under the table. Because what does it matter if you're not paying Social Security out of it? so that you can't draw it later. They've already told everybody uh, social security is not going to be there for you. So why would a person even do a job where they pay social security? I get that. Argument. It's not, I get it. it's not going to be there. Yeah. I get it's that. It's not going to be there. So, so how about I keep a hundred percent of my dollar <laughs> instead of 62%. <sighs> I mean, you make a, you make a valid point. I'm, it's just, and look, and, and we ain't even gonna talk about service industry jobs or um like waitresses or waiters or servers or whatever. Well, that's a lot of the help wanted like, signs that you see. Where they're yeah, because they're making a dollar and some change an hour, so they don't get real money. They only get money if we hope they like them. 
if, if they got to hope we like them to tip them out of our pocket. So essentially the business ain't paying them. Me and you pay them when we give them tips. And that's not even predictable. There's no guarantee they're going to make an extra dime over that dollar an hour. No matter how hard they, they tap dance for us at the table. And they, exactly. And they split it usually with the dishwashers and the janitors and everybody else in the restaurant. And we even go, go even further by telling you half these restaurant chains are keeping the money anyway. And they get sued all the time. They get sued all the time because... This restaurant chain kept their tips and didn't give it to them. All right. We're about halfway through the show, so... Nah, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm and sorry. you and Dr. Brooks, we know you love janitors. That's like three times you've mentioned something about janitors, but anyway. You know what I mean? Hey, you, I don't know what this fetish is you got with janitors, but we need to move on, so we're going to let that go. The other thing that... One of the other things... I'm that sorry. We, I'm so sorry. <laughs> One of the other things was we were talking we wanted to talk about was minority businesses, and and again, this isn't to bash businesses owned by minorities. It's just to ask a question. It's 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 just to have a dialogue about some things. And the reason I bring up this particular topic is because uh, in the in the barbershop today. There was a gentleman who was talking about, hey, if you want something done, you got to go to the Blue Eyes. And everybody was in there laughing or whatever, whatever. But he was talking about some issue he had with his vehicle. He needed it fixed. He took it over to somebody who looked like him. Uh, and they were, hey, they might have to get back, uh, get it, get back to you. The, I'm still waiting on the part. Blah 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 blah. He takes the same vehicle over to uh, someone who who he affectionately called Mr. Blue Eyes, and it was fixed two days later. No questions, no problems. It's done deal. Um, Minority-owned businesses. I, I have no issue with them. A lot of times, at least in, uh, for example, in the hair industry, uh, we're talking about salons and so forth. They're is this this onus of being unprofessional, uh, not respecting, uh, being respectful of time uh, and, and everything like that. What are y'all thoughts? Mm, so quiet. I'm yielding the floor because <laughs> I talked too much just a second ago. So I'm listening for a second. Oh, man. Don't nobody want to touch that one, boy. That's that one. See, we still waiting on Dom to come up in here, or excuse me, Henny Love from up above. We still waiting on Paul to come up in here. I don't know what folks. Mr. White was, uh, John White was supposed to slide through. Oh, I put his whole government out there. He'll be all right. But uh, yeah, he was supposed to come through. Mr. Whiteman did come through. So one of the Mr. Whitemans. There's two of them. Uh, but uh, there's. There's there's a there's a whole bunch of them, but but there's supposed to be two of them on this call. But but yeah, I I understand how people people can take issue with. I I will say this, and it's not even it's not all minorities. There's a couple. There, let me say this. There's a couple quick things when it comes to our our Asian brothers and sisters, at least here. Uh, in the South, what I've, what I have noticed is that um, some of our 
our, our African-American brothers and sisters have left a bad taste in their mouth. So you will, you can kind of see they kind of cater uh, to white folks a little more eagerly than they do us. In the case of our, our Latin brothers and sisters, they handle business to a degree that makes you want to do business with them. When it comes to the African-American brothers and sisters, half of them are about their business superbly professional and then another half of them act as if you owe them something they take their time when they show up they show up when you show up on time they'll get to you in a couple of minutes and those couple of minutes somehow magically turn into an hour that's what i'm seeing now the argument is that, hey, it takes a lot of money to bring things up to a particular standard that it seems though other groups can quickly and easily get to. I get that. As a, as a small business owner, I understand. Some things cost. But hey, sometimes you got to pay to play and just hope that you get that stuff back on the back end. But being professional, having good imaging, you know what I'm saying? Your stuff being right, you know, professional looking, professional sounding, clean. All that stuff is stuff that you have to do if you want to bring in a particular clientele. What we as customers are, are doing is saying, eh, it's okay. I'm trying to support a, a black business and I'm going to overlook those things. We can't afford to overlook those things because we're not doing we're not doing a, a, any service to those folks. We're not helping them in any means by accepting the bullshit. Let's just be real about it. Let's call it what it is. By accepting that, we're not doing them any favors. You know? So we have to sit there and start saying, uh, I would have tipped you this if this. Ooh, it looks a little rough up in here, a little dirty. Say those things. They not. They might not like you. Be like, hey, I changed my mind. I don't want get, to get service here. And walk out if you need to, just to wake folks up. That's just my assessment. Those are my feelings towards that sort of thing. Uh, I've always, I attempt to watch uh, minority uh, produced movies. I go to minority restaurants. I do all of these things, trying to give, uh, give, give folks a chance. Sometimes it comes out cool. Sometimes not so much. You know, case in point, uh, I, I went to uh, a restaurant. I'm not going to say the restaurant because I don't want to to murder, assassinate their character, so to speak. But <laughs> What does it rhyme with? <laughs> what does it rhyme with? Is it Molive Harden? <laughs> <laughs> Is it the... <laughs> no, this, this was a minority-owned business. It was a barbecue joint. Uh, and I went in, I ordered the rib plate, and everybody was cool. There was, I, I thought I was on uh, Friday after next, the holy moly donut shot with all the flies that were in there. But hey, you, you know, nature is nature. Somebody left the door open. No big deal. You serving ribs and somebody left the door open, flies is going to come in there. I get it. Uh, I get the rib plate. I had to wait about 30 minutes to get a simple rib plate with two sides. I get the ribs. You should have called it in. They dry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody was nice enough, but I had to wait forever, and then the ribs weren't even that good. You know? Now, come on now. Your ribs are supposed to be on point. Slap your mama. 
type ribs. That's what it's supposed to be. And if there's not, then, then you know, and it makes you no know, sense that in this particular case, right down the street, just a little ways, it's another barbecue spot. Not minority owned, but minority ran. And that's a whole nother subject because yeah. the folks in the kitchen were minorities. And the ribs was tasting, oh yeah, very good. But it wasn't minority owned. So those green dollars that you putting in for them nice red saucy ribs are not going within our community. So I don't, I don't know. I th- I think I've talked enough about that. Uh, I I feel like uh, we fall victim to stereotypes, and I'm not saying that what happened to you didn't actually happen. Oh, it did. Nasty ribs. <laughs> First of all, you need to find out how they're cooking them because they might be boiling them joints. <laughs> well, you see, look at you. You see what you right, what you're doing right now? You're trying to make excuses. That's if, what I'm talking about. If they if they boiling their ribs, you know, I mean, I used to do that, and then I realized that you can't really just get down on a rib like that. But that's the West you know, Coast West Coast ribs. <laughs> I got them West Coast ribs on me. I feel like we as black Americans and other people of color, we're kind of trained by uh, systemically to be wary of each other and to be suspicious of each other and Mm. skeptical of each other. So a lot of times we don't even deal in good faith with each other. I'm guilty of that. I can admit that. I didn't know though. I didn't even know I wasn't doing it, but we don't deal in good faith with each other. Now, I feel like more, you're talking about like super hood businesses, not necessarily Black businesses. You're I'm talking about, about any any business. I don't care where it is. I don't went to. I've gone to places that are in nice neighborhoods, black owned, nice neighborhood. No excuse for not being superbly professional. No excuse for it. And they they are sub they are subpar. Now I'm again. Let me be clear. I am not talking about all of these places. I'm talking about. Some of them, some of them are not up to par and we are being forced and subjected to just dealing with it. Like saying, hey, okay, cool, whatever. I'm going to support them regardless. And it, and it makes no sense. There's no, there's, no, there's no need for it. There's no reason for it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. I, mm, I, I, I do understand. You know why you, hey, Dr. Brooks, you know why you're humming and humming? Because you know I'm right. That that's not why. I, I was. I was what you trying, trying to take? You trying to take a yeah. sip of your drink? My fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm just thinking. You know, there are a lot of businesses. You might patronize businesses that you don't even know are black owned. Okay. I have to drop off this call here. Okay, you take care, Aries. All take right, care, now. Take I'll... care. Take care. All right, Mr. Whiteman had to go real quick, but hey, I will say this: we are. Uh, I still, I still want to know your thoughts on this because it seems like you want to try to battle me, but there's no battle. There's none to be had. Yeah, there is because you're talking about businesses that you think are black. How many black businesses you think you went to and you don't know what they got going on? No, so you're trying to say some of the black businesses that I went to were not actually black owned? No, actually, I'm not saying that at all. Uh. I, don't even, I don't even know where you went. But what I'm saying is, 
a lot of times we go other places, they don't even, they don't want to deal with us. They want us in and out as quick as possible. Also, you have to look at the circumstances surrounding each business. Like, I'm not saying that, let's, let's say, do black businesses, do they own those buildings or are they leasing space? Okay. See, see what, so what? So what you're trying to do now is make an excuse for it not being clean because they don't own the building. No. no. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, really, what? What's happening? Um, what I'm doing is peeling away the layers of. Let's let's peel, let's peel them back together. Let's peel them back together. Let's let's do that. Let's peel them back together. First of all, you was talking about uh, they have help wanted signs, so maybe they're short on help, according to you. Now. <laughs> That's everybody. Mm, got him. I got him, coach. No, um, I don't know. I don't think every black business is like that. And I've been in plenty of businesses owned by other ethnic groups, and they've been subpar. But we hold each other to a different standard. We expect to pay less half the time. Like you go into a black business and you be like, "Hey, it, something costs $15. Let me get two for 20." I feel well, you. No, I, I yes. We are partly to blame for that. I do get it. I understand that. Oh, I just not to cut you off, but I do have to welcome Henny Love from up above. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, Sean Dub is up here too? Oh, okay, my bad. You met around tore your ACL, didn't you? <laughs> what? You tore your ACL trying to answer the call? <laughs> We ain't even got to that yet, man. I don't Being even know old. if we're going to be able to get to it in this show. We might have to do a double episode. No, because y'all are old. I know. Come on. Don't act like y'all don't be walking around and then your body just start malfunctioning. And you're like, what just happened? I wasn't wow. even doing that. That check, that check engine light is real. And then you know what you say? Oh, my knee's acting up. <laughs> Hey, let me. Hey, Henny Love from up above. I gotta ask you this because Doctor Brooks is trying to. He's he's trying to bamboozle me. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to. Hey, he's trying to run me amok. Uh, I'm I'm talking about these black businesses. How I, in in some cases they not coming correct. They they, right. they they are being subpar. Now I will give him this. He did just make a point that I have to agree with him on. Sometimes, mm -hmm. as minority consumers, we are yeah. steadily looking for the hookup, which could yeah. affect business as well. What what say you? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not with that, man. It's like, it's true. You would not expect a hookup from any other business when your friend or your family member starts a business. Why are you going to ask them for a hookup? Like, you're supposed to support those folks 100%. So if they got a price, like, you should be paying for it. Like, if they offer to hook you up, that's one thing. But it seems like that happens a lot where you'd be like, yeah, I know so-and-so. You know, you're always expecting a hookup ev everywhere you go. And I know for me, um, even in, like, with videography and, and multimedia services, it's not cheap. You know what I'm saying? So, so when I extend my services to people... You know, when I reach out, when I'm, you know, dealing with businesses and things like that, they don't have any problem paying my prices. So if I say a video, you know, costs a thousand dollars, they're just like, okay, well, we're just gonna go ahead and pay a thousand dollars. When it's somebody that I actually know, they'd be like, hey, you know, what all you, you get with that? Yeah, they'd be like, <laughs> you know, can you hook me up with, you know, I got an event coming up, blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. Let me, you know, let me send you, 
a proposal and what we could talk about it. And then they see it and they be like, they be like, hey, can we, uh, how much is this five seconds? You know, come on, man, hook me up. You know, we boys. I'm like, nah, mm. we, if we was really boys, then you would support my effort to, you know what I'm saying, to get this business running and you would just pay the damn price that I'm asking you. You don't go to Walmart and negotiate prices. So why are you going to try to negotiate with me? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you feel like that is a big part of, uh, like 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 a huge hindrance to your business to my business yes um or is it has it come to the point now where you don't even really go after minority uh no, clientele i i don't specifically target a group um i focus more on uh organizations and agencies cuz i've learned already that people People don't have money. Agencies and organizations do. You know what I mean? So yeah. I know, you know what I'm saying? When you're dealing with, when you're trying to get like real money, you know, people ain't where it's at, you know, because at first I was trying to deal with um like black real estate agents and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. And it was cool with it at first, you know, but then they would start asking all these questions like, damn, does it really, does it really cost that, cost like that much just for a little video? And I'm thinking to myself, you know how much money that you make off a of commission for a $500,000 house mm. is dumb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. you out here pushing a, pushing a Mercedes Benz or a Beamer or something else like that. So you got all that money, but you're going to try to cheat me. But they want to get the hookup with you. And you yeah. Gotta, I will slap you. So uh, I wouldn't say I, I didn't. It's not that I don't no longer target black folks because i will always support black folks and black businesses but i just learned that individuals in general they just they just don't they typically don't have the money that i want you know in order to to make it my you know be a benefit to me so you know if it comes but but i have i have um but i will say that there are some folks who understand business people that are really about their money they get it they like like all right you know I'm i'm gonna pay you you know what you what you're worth and that's what it is. I think a lot of times, you know, if you're a true business owner and if you can, you know, actually uh, articulate what your worth is and people are are willing to pay for it, you know, it's people that don't want to pay for it, then you just ain't got to deal with them. Mm, okay. You playing Switzerland well, me, right now. Uh, CC, here come Dr. Brooks, ready to beat me up some more. Go ahead, Dr. Brooks. Go ahead. Because you're just so wrong. No, I'm messing with you. No, listen, listen, listen. So I, I, I've been out here and I do construction. I deal with different construction companies, white ones, black ones. I deal with government agencies, whatever. Yeah. And I know the challenges that exist for the black construction companies. So I personally have more um, patience when I'm dealing with with black construction companies because it's in my best interest for them to succeed. Yeah. Now this it's not the same as going to a restaurant. I get that. But well so I find myself basically just trying to uh make sure that they get the the most support that I can give them within reason because I can't work for you for free for six months. I might be able to do you a solid this one time in exchange for you doing me a solid later. 
And so on right now it looks it may look and feel like I'm losing, but really in the long run, we are gonna win. Cause I understand that we're in a war. But it do be a thing where you gotta, you know, you gotta watch. You gotta watch everything and make sure that ain't nobody trying to just get over on you because we share the same skin pigment. Right. Look either. See, I'm, I'm, I understand that reason I can I can get with. Yeah. You know what I mean? My thing is like, you know, obviously if there's a mutual a mutual understanding because like you said, you want to make sure that that folks succeed, and I'm all with that. I'm just not with like the attitude where people just come out the box and they want, you know, what I'm saying they want me to give them some freebies just because, you know, we share a commonality, you know, in our skin. Off I mean, the when, rip. You know what I'm saying? When you know that they're not, they're not giving nobody else no freebies. You know what I mean? Like they out here flourishing and doing they doing their thing, but now they expecting me, you know, to give them, you know, something for free when I myself am. You know what I'm saying? I'm not making a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't even clock a hundred thousand. I'm trying to come up as well. So you know what I mean? Don't don't try to jerk me out of money because this is supposed to be a relationship between both of us. Yeah, Dom, if somebody said to you, Hey, I can't pay you a thousand dollars right now. Can I pay you seven fifty? I'm with it. Sale of the house. Yeah. I will give you another seven fifty. Then with all of a sudden there becomes some incentive. For you to work with them. Yeah, he's saying people they're ain't doing that though. They just straight off the bat, yo, let right. me get it for half price. Like I said, I'm I'm willing to, I'm definitely willing to work with folks. You know what I mean? There have been times have I have I done work for for free because I I felt that the benefit outweighed the pay. Yeah, most definitely. You know what I mean? Because I felt like these individuals were able to give me the knowledge that I needed in the long run to succeed in the in the career field, you know what I mean? Because there's always going to be people that know more, that know more than I do. So if I can link up with them, and if it just so means that, you know, I I may give them a couple free items, and and in return they're going to give me some knowledge, then I'm all with it. But like I said, like there's a lot of folks, you know, that don't necessarily want to see me succeed. They just want to make sure that you know they keep their they money. Get what they pop. get, yeah, 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 right. yeah. Ooh, boy. But I, you know what? Yeah, it's weird, right? When you're doing business with someone and they like look out for me, so it becomes a social thing. But when they get money, oh, it's just business. It's just exactly business. strictly business. It's like, yo, what do you mean? What, what are you? What are we really talking about here? Yeah, that that could be that could be a bother, and that that again that comes from us as consumers. But that ten to fifteen percent of of businesses that are uh, minority owned, <clears throat> and I keep wanting to say minority owned because I mean, hey, it I mean, it's not just black folks that that do this sometimes. But as oh, far right. as those businesses being on 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 the level, you know, if you if if you say you have a real estate business, let's just take that for an example. Right. Minority owned real estate business. You walk in the door and it look like somebody's kitchen. Then there's an issue. And that's the that's what I'm talking about. And but that but that, those folks are going to want that same good uh, Century 21 money in, in their kitchen. Yeah. It looking like their kitchen. Even though that the presentation is a square away. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Or you have a let's let's say this. You have a one o'clock appointment. 
Uh, oh, that's the at, worst. <laughs> at, at Jimmy's, at Jimmy's real estate company, uh, that looks like somebody's kitchen, and you show up at uh twelve fifty for your one o'clock appointment, and he said, "I'm a, uh, yeah, just give me a, just a second. I'm wrapping up with this person right now. One o five, I'm good, no problem. One o eight, I'm kind of looking at my watch. One twelve, ah." Now this man comes and brings you to the back at 142. How is that okay? And see, this isn't just some once in a while type thing. This is a common theme across 10 to 15% of our minority businesses. That's what I'm talking <laughs> Wait a minute. about. How, what are you basing this on? These are, <laughs> these are facts. <laughs> no, but facts from what? 10 to 15% of minority-owned businesses in 2020 to 2021 have been calculated by extensive research that I made up. Uh, yeah, I didn't. That's not really. I just... <laughs> <laughs> it just you know i'm just saying i'm just throwing 10 to 15 out there because i don't I, mean, I, I will say it's a lot of them i will say that i have experienced that quite a few times and i don't know if See? it's necessarily because See? it's a black thing or maybe it's just because that's what i typically deal with so i don't know if if white folks or other you know other folks are doing it because that's typically only who i deal with you know what i mean so that's only my experiences but it happens like it happens you to know, everybody. In, like getting getting your hair cut or like my wife has been she she's been through it. Like when she goes to get her hair done, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be like, Oh, we'll be right with you and then one hour, two hour, three hours later, yeah. or she went and they didn't even they didn't even show up. Ooh. Or she gets there and they eating and they'd be like, Okay, you know, I'll, I'll be with you in a minute. And they still working on somebody else's hair. You know what I'm saying? So it's you know, maybe that's just our experiences because obviously we ain't going to nobody else to get our hair done and stuff like that. But it's it's stuff like that where you know, kind of you're like, damn, that's not like my want, that's that that and like that's my support, issue. Like you want to support folks, but you know what I mean when they come in subpar like that. You're like, now nah, I got to go find somebody else, and you know exactly. what I'm saying. I, I ain't one of them Yelp. I ain't one of them Yelp dudes, so I'm not about to do that. But I, I do know, like, if you jerk me, I'm, I'm definitely not going back. Like, well, I just see, don't get that. Here's the here's the thing, and just like in the, in the example that you gave, as far as a woman going to uh, get her get her hair done, right? Now, here's the thing: you could go to one of the non-minority salons and get your stuff done. It will not get done right. So let's just be. It won't. Let's just put that out there. But here's what will we'll, exactly <laughs> it will be done on time. They'll give you a little bit of champipple, that's champagne and ripple, while you wait. And they will bring you in the chair on time. And guess what? It's going to be clean and smell right in there. Now, I'm not saying that there are no minority spots that will do that and be that way. It's just the ones that don't overshadow all the good ones. True story. That's true. That's all I'm saying. Now, we got two other topics that we're going to have to get to. But we're going to have to end this particular episode of All That Ish but I need y'all brothers to stay stay around. Oh, and I do have to make a public apology. On the uh, last episode uh, of All That Ish, I uh, kind of threw my brother under the bus about some shoes. So I want to take this time out right now to say the purchase of Air Jordans does not make you a bad person. Keep buying those Jordans. If you like them, rock them. 
as long as you can pay your rent. And he oh, does. Yes. Yeah, make, make sure you no, got the next no, mortgage. Mortgage. Pay your mortgage. Hey, all he our listeners. Hey, all our listeners do not have no damn mortgage, man. I mean, that's, that's true. The, that's the problem. It was a financial responsibility episode. We going. <laughs> <laughs> This has been another episode of All, All that, that Ish. Right here with DJ Wig and the crew. This show's been brought to you by Spotify and Anchor and the sizable grant from Early and Sons Barbering.